191. Interrogation. Come on in, Rain said, beckoning to Samson as he came into view through the open flap. Rain, Samson said in greeting, as he entered the tent, followed by the pale imperial. Fetchton seemed to be coping well enough with the situation, all things considered. He didn't look nervous or anything. In fact, he seemed perfectly at ease. Rain wasn't sure how much of that was an act. Close it behind you, Vanna said, seated beside Rain in a high, ladder-backed chair. It was one of eight seats lining the circular space. No two of them alike. Like Rain's tent, this one was also made of monster hide, and was painted with noise-blocking runes. He had commissioned it after tiring of the council heads, co-opting his bedroom whenever they needed to hold a discussion. It was spacious, but otherwise unimpressive as a command tent, given the dirt floor, mismatched furniture, and the trio of bare light bulbs dangling like fruit against the aluminum support pole. At the moment, only three of the chairs were occupied. Amelia was lounging to Rain's right in an upholstered armchair, though she'd straightened up a bit in response to Fetchton's arrival. Her bow was propped against the tent wall just beside her, ready if needed. Please, have a seat, Rain said to Fetchton, gesturing toward the mismatched furniture. Just pick any chair, doesn't matter. Fetchton nodded, selecting a short three-legged stool as far as possible from everyone else. The stool wouldn't have been Rain's choice, that was for sure. He'd have taken the armchair if Amelia hadn't beaten him to it. Samson, meanwhile, hadn't taken a chair. Instead, he'd remained standing by the tent flap, with his hands clasped behind his back. So, who is he? he asked, getting straight to the point. Fetchton looked down, pulling his eyes that had been lingering on the light bulbs to meet Rain's gaze. Rain supposed he might look a bit nervous after all. He probably hadn't been expecting this many people. Rain nodded to him, trying to make the motion reassuring, then turned to answer Samson. As head of the defensive council, he needed to know. An imperial. Samson didn't bat an eye, probably having already suspected as much. I see, he said slowly. How did you find him? He found me, Rain replied. He asked for a political refuge to do. Learn the word for asylum. Ah, Samson said, casually uncrossing his arms and resting one hand on the hilt of his sword. He turned to look at Fetchton with a speculative expression. And have you granted this request? If he hadn't been before, Fetchton was certainly looking nervous now, cracks appearing in his earlier composure. I have, Rain said hurriedly. There is a lot he can tell us. I agree, Samson said, taking his hand from his sword, seeming to have realized the effect he was having on their visitor. Rain didn't get the sense that the intimidation had been deliberate. Samson glanced at Vanna, then to Amelia and back to Rain. I'm curious though, why you left him with me with no explanation? Who was that cloaked woman you were speaking with? 
she's uh, a problem for later, Rain replied awkwardly, sharing a glance with Vanna. He flicked his eyes to add Fetchton significantly. This is more pressing now. Very well, Samson said, and Rain breathed an inward sigh of relief as the Freaklord turned to face the Imperial. He looked at him speculatively. Who else knows about this? Just Tallheart, Rain said, and Fetchton practically choked. Rain suppressed a grimace. Oops. We'll talk about informing the other council heads once we're done here, Samson. But for now, it's all hush-hush. Before we get going, can you please get someone to stand guard? The last thing we need is someone ignoring the bell and bursting in on us. Samson nodded, reaching for the flap. Wise. Just a moment. The silence quickly became awkward after he slipped out. Only Amelia looked relaxed. She shifted in her armchair, crossing one leg over the other and running her hands through her hair to straighten it. She and Rain were both helmetless for this meeting, Rain having stashed his under his chair. Vanna, on the other hand, normally unflappable, seemed on edge. She began shuffling through the stack of maps on the table beside her. The rough-cut heavy thing looked like it would have been more at home in a workshop. We need a proper council table. This is embarrassing. A hesitant clearing of the throat surprised Rain, and he looked over at Fetchton. Captain Rain, may I ask a question? The pale man asked. Go ahead, Rain replied. We don't bite. If it's important, though, please wait for Samson to get back. Fetchton hesitated, then gestured at the trio of bulbs, their light ebbing and swelling slightly from time to time, with the varying demands on the generator. What are those? Rain suppressed a smile. Sufficiently advanced. Amelia rolled her eyes, but before anyone else could say anything, the ring of a small bell dangling beside the tent flap heralded Samson's return. The flap opened, and Rain caught a glimpse of gigs outside before Samson stepped through and closed it once more. Rain smiled. Giggs had been a tavern bouncer back before he joined Ascension. He'd be more than up to the task of deterring any curious kettles or avers. Samson finally took a seat, and then Rain cleared his throat. Right then. Let's get the introductions out of the way so we all know where we stand. I'm Rain, Captain of Ascension. You've met Samson. He's head of the Defense Council. He gestured. First to the left, and then to the right. This is Vanna, commander, and second in command of our company. And this is Amelia. She's an entrusted like the rest of us, which is our highest formal rank, but she doesn't hold an office. Nor do I want to, Amelia said. Rain smiled at her, then looked at Fetchton expectantly. Looking slightly confused, Fetchton nevertheless took a deep breath and spoke though he didn't take his eyes away from Ring to look at the others. I am Fitchton Stone. I was first star guide on the Feast of Progress. Let's break that down, shall we? Rain said. Feast of Progress was the ship that attacked the city. It was, Fetchton confirmed. 
And first star guide means what? Navigator? Yes, the Imperial said, though after a slight pause. Rain raised an eyebrow. I'm hearing a not quite in that answer. What's the difference? Fetchton inclined his head, then spoke in that odd formal way of his. A navigator follows old channels in shallow waters, charted by those long dead and marked by lighthouses for all but the blind to see. A star guide reads the shifting heavens, keeping to unmarked and uncharted ways, even through open seas where leviathans slumber. Impossible, Vanna muttered, low enough that Rain was sure he was the only one who heard her. Samson and Amelia also looked sceptical. Based on what he'd learned about the ocean, he could see where they were coming from. Fortunately, there was an easy way to find out more. Okay, how? What lets you do that? I... Fetchton hesitated. Are you asking about my skills? Skills? Amelia interrupted, glancing to Rain, then to her bow, before returning her attention to the Imperial. You're awakened? I am, Fetchton confirmed. Rain didn't tense. It was hard to feel unsafe with Amelia's comforting presence pressing against his soul. He did frown, though. Obviously, he'd misunderstood something from his first conversation with the Imperial. And Amelia and Vanna clearly had as well in the retelling. He glanced at each of them, then back to Fetchton. I take it called doesn't mean awakened, then. Now it was Fetchton's turn to look confused but he explained without further prompting. Called are Undama, who have proven themselves worthy, warranting elevation. All called are awakened, but not all awakened are called. He looked between them. I had thought your rank entrusted to mean this, given that you hold rank, but if you are not called, are you then Demay? Uh, uh, nobles? That is your word, is it not? Families carrying the will of the citizens? Wow, okay, Rain said, scratching an ear. Lots to unpack there. No, we're not nobles, and we don't work for the DKE either. We're independent. He paused, then continued. Well, Samson's sort of a noble, but noble doesn't mean... It's complicated. It sounds like whatever you're talking about, is too, he sighed. Is Stone a family name, or is it something else? Rain lowered his hand back to his lap. Are you a Demay, then? I am not, Fetchton said. I was... He cleared his throat, then spoke with certainty. I am Ndama, even in defeat, even in surrender. That doesn't really help. Vanna said. Undama means commoner? The people that till the fields, dig the ditches, and haul away the shit? Undama are the heart of adamant, Fetchton replied, reciting hotly, as if by rote. It's flesh, and it's blood, and it's bones. 
So that's a yes? Samson asked. Yes, Fetchton said in a clipped tone. Clearly it wasn't that simple. Sorry, Vanna said. I'm not trying to insult you, just to understand. In fact, I used to dig ditches and haul shit myself. Some days I miss the simplicity. Not the smell, though. Rain waved his hands. We're getting off track. Amelia smirked at him. That's funny, coming from you. Here's what we'll do, Rain said, ignoring her. Fetchton, I'd like you to write me a report on the socio-political structure of the Empire. Define all those terms you just used and explain whatever classes, castes, or whatever other divisions of society you have. List out the military ranks and structures. Explain how cities are governed, how common folk make a living. He waved his hands. So on and so forth. I want twenty pages at least by tomorrow. Don't worry, we've got plenty of paper. Seriously? Vanna asked, giving Rain a sharp look. You're giving the prisoner homework? Rain rolled his eyes. Firstly, he's not a prisoner. He's an... I don't know the word. A person who's been granted political refuge, which I also don't know the word for. Asylee and asylum, Samson said. Asylee, thank you, Rain continued, still looking at Vanna. And secondly, do you have any idea how hard it is to find information about the Empire that doesn't read like it's out of wicks? I found more hard details on Turkar Mark, and that's practically on the other side of the planet. He sliced a hand to Ed Fetchton. I'd much rather hear what he has to say than go by any of the books we've dug up. And we don't have the time for him to tell us now, so yes, I assigned him homework. But twenty pages? Vanna crinkled her nose. And you wonder why people don't like your classes? Oh, hush. Rain said while Amelia tried to suppress her laughter. That was half a joke just to set expectations. I'm not going to dock him points if he doesn't hit the page count. He turned back to Fetchton, then took a breath and smiled. Sorry. Anyway, seriously, please be as detailed as you can. Assume we're five-year-olds and don't know a thing about the world and how it works. Actually, I've got some reports just like that on Felsidanus and Vestval. We can give you them when you're done, so you can learn about us too. A little mutual understanding will go a long way. He turned to Vano. When we're done here, can you please ask Romer to dig those out? I think they're with the rest of the stuff from his literacy class. Make sure there's nothing classified in them, then pick a few with decent handwriting. Fetchton looked a bit overwhelmed, looking from face to face. You are all... Very strange. We're well aware, Rain said, meeting his gaze while maintaining utter seriousness. Okay, let's start again. You're awakened. What's your level in class? Fetchton nodded, plainly relieved to be back on anticipated ground. I am level four, and I have no class. Samson motioned for him to go on. And your skills? Hard light. Barrier shaping. Far sight, intrinsic clarity, and twin construct. Fetchton rattled off. Okay, what? Rain demanded, almost having launched himself out of his chair 
before Fetchton had even finished speaking. Those are all in different trees. You don't even have the prerequisites for most of them. A lie? Vanna asked. I speak truth, Fetchton said, having regained his composure after shrinking back slightly at Rain's outburst. Those are my skills. Rain settled back down into his seat, admonishing himself for his reaction. What then? he asked. Did you use respec accolades or something? Only one, Fetchton said. A reusable respec accolade? Rain's eyebrows would have climbed off his forehead if they'd had anywhere to go. If he hadn't just reminded himself to keep calm, he'd probably have lurched up from his chair again too. Fetcher nodded in confirmation. I was honoured to use the accolade of the sunken lake at the Academy of Denton Spa. A re-specialisation plate is but one of many accolades in the Academy's possession, entrusted to them by potentate Fitch, for use in building the glory of the Empire. Okay, that needs to go in the report, Rain said excitedly. Everything about how you were trained and everything about that academy you mentioned. Like, did they come up with that build for you or did you pick it yourself? You make lenses out of light, don't you? For seeing far away? He waved his hands and stopped himself. No, no, don't answer that. We'll be here all night. Put it in the report, please. Fetched and nodded. I will do so. Yes. Samson said after clearing his throat. He caught Rain's eye. Let us stick to matters of immediate practicality, he gestured to the Imperial. If I may? Rain nodded. Probably for the best. He still had his clarity dialed down, but he was also still, well, himself. Samson nodded back, then addressed Fetchton. Do you have any accolades on you? No. Fetchton replied. Enchanted equipment, whether bound or unbound? No. Are there any more Imperials in the city? None that I know of. Samson nodded, seeming to accept this for the moment, though he glanced at Rain in a way that indicated he wanted to discuss it later. He returned his attention to Fetchton as he continued. What was the mission of the Fist of Progress? We were to destroy all resistance, then hold the city, Fetchton replied without hesitation. You weren't ordered to continue to bar soon, Fetchton shook his head. Why not? I do not know, Fetchton said. I did not even know our mission was war until we were already underway. It is not the place of Andama to question, only Sentopina, Sereni Berix, and Sereni Kentis would have known what came next, if even they. We had a minecaster aboard. Once we had secured the city, Sentopina would have received additional orders from Dominus Illus himself. Do minecasters work at sea? Vanna asked. It was Amelia who replied. No, they don't. Unless the Empire's minecasters are different somehow. Our minecaster would not work at sea, Fetchton confirmed. And the range? Samson asked. There's nothing but wasteland south of us. The link wouldn't be able to reach that far. Fetchton only shrugged. 
Samson frowned, clearly as unhappy as Rain was with that answer, but he moved on. Are there more ships coming? Fetchton shook his head. I suspect not, but in truth, I do not know. Until I saw the fist in the secret harbour at Tinan, I did not even know that such a vessel was possible. Made of metal, of adamant itself, and yet floating. Indestructible, or so I believed. Even navigating through the safest waters I could find for us. We were still set upon almost every night as we sailed past the Badlands. For a normal ship, it would have been the end. Thrice we encountered whales, drawn by the blood and the vigour of our defence, before we learned to trust silently in the hull. Even when the whales came, not once was our vessel breached. Not until we arrived here. Not until I was shown the lie. Rain scratched his beard. So, the ship was a prototype? Just because he didn't see more, it doesn't mean there aren't more, Amelia said. What he's describing sounds exactly like a gold ship, by the way. Except, you know, not gold. Gold ship? Fetchton asked. What Amelia said is correct, Samson said, ignoring the Imperial's question. We must assume that there are more ships coming. From the fact that this one was defeated, we can conclude that it would have had no hope against a DKE city on its own. The Dominus, this Ilias, would likely have known as much. Rayton bit his tongue, reaching for his canteen to cover any expression that might have made it to his face. He obviously wasn't going to mention Velika with Fetchton here. It was bad enough that she'd come up in the conversation once already. Samson's conclusion was reasonable, given what he knew, but the adamant forces had been stronger than he was giving them credit for. If Velika hadn't been in Three Cliffs, the reception Ascension would have received upon reaching the city would have been quite different indeed. Samson tapped a finger on the arm of his chair, continuing. Very likely intended to use Three Cliffs as a staging point, once the lead ship had proven the journey to be possible. Therefore, we must also assume either that their mindcaster has the required range, or that they have already established relays within the Badlands. Or at Vestval, Vanna interjected. Or at Vestval, Samson agreed, nodding to her. Perhaps the reason this attack only came now and not when they assailed Fel Sedanis, was simply that they did not have the required network for communication in place. Or perhaps the ship was not ready in time. Rain settled his canteen into his lap, toying with the cab. Whatever the reason, we need to be not here. Yesterday. Tell me, Samson said, addressing Fetchton once more. What were the full capabilities of this ship of yours? From the description, it was most impressive, and yet it fell to a town of silvers. I have found the reports hard to believe. Oh, I would have found them the same had I not experienced the fall, Fetchton said, a note of something that might have been pride entering his voice. The adamant army would not be defeated by mere silvers. And so, 
I tell you that it was no silver attack that destroyed the feast. Go on, Samson said. Tell me what you saw. Fetchton nodded, and as he spoke, his gaze seemed to drift off into the distance. The world was slashed open, from the clouds to the ocean floor. A roar like a thousand ringing bells shook the sky for what seemed an eternity. And then, time seemed to... skip. And I was falling. I do not remember being thrown into the sky, only what I saw. The ship that I knew to be unbreakable, cloven in two, sinking beneath the waves. A whole battalion lost in an instant. Rain, who'd been taking another sip from his canteen while Fetchton had been speaking, almost choked on the last sentence. Did you say a battalion? Fetchton nodded. As in, 512 soldiers. Rain pressed. Fetchton nodded again. Half our compliment. Sereni Barracks' battalion was already embattled ashore. Rain settled back into his chair, rescrewing the cap of his canteen. That's a huge ship, and there might be more coming. Damn, I wish I knew how to avoid them. Should have brought that book. Don't look so surprised, Rain, Amelia said, misinterpreting his momentary lapse for shock. You heard what the townsfolk said. It's not impossible. Gold ships are about that size, at least. This is the second time you've used that term. Fetchton said, crossing his arms. What does it mean, gold ship? They're built by the bank, Amelia answered, looking at him. When she only got a blank look in return, she tilted her head. You don't know the bank? Which bank? Fetchton asked. Oh boy, Rain said, running a hand through his hair. What part of the empire did you say you were from again? He got to his feet, gesturing to Vanna. Hand me the map, will you? Which? Vanna asked, reaching for the stack of papers on the desk beside her. The less shit one, Rain said. The one that shows the whole continent? Here, Vanna said, handing him a folded square of fine parchment. Be careful with it. Romer hasn't made a copy yet. Thanks, Rain said accepting the map and moving across the tent. He spread the map out on the card table beside Fetchton's stool, then drew up a chair and sat before tapping his finger on three cliffs. Here's us, Rain said, taking his hand away. Where is Tinan Harbour in relation, and where is Danton's spar? This map's annoyingly blank when it comes to the Empire, so anything else you can tell us would be a great help. I... Fetchton hesitated, then pointed to the southernmost cove of the Badlands. Tinin would be around here, within the ranked zone, but this is all... wrong. Ozar is not that far north, and these lakes aren't where they should be. The whole coastline around Pride Stone isn't even close to correct. You've been navigating by this? Rain sighed. I said it was a less shit map, 
not a not shit map. Is the distance between here and Tinan correct at least? Do you have a compass or a stride stick? Rain shook his head. Not handy. Tracing a finger east along the grid from the point Fetchton had indicated, he counted intersections until he was below three cliffs, then began counting north. About 250 leagues east and about 250 north. Isosceles. That's convenient. 250 times root 2 is... 354. He wiggled a hand. Ish. We do not take a straight line, Fetchton said, giving Rain a slightly strange look. He traced a finger across the map, passing well to the east of the unmarked island, floating off the coast. By my star reckoning, our course carried us approximately 250 leagues. Rain deflated slightly, wishing that the math he'd done had been more relevant. And how long did that take you? Eleven days, Fetchton said, a hint of pride in his voice. Is that fast? Vanna asked, looking at Samson, who shrugged. That sounds fast. Rain looked at Amelia. How long did it take you to get from Turkar Mark to Regalia by goldship? Amelia thought for a moment. I remember it taking two weeks to get to Scarport in the Ember Kingdom, traveling only during the day. For comparison, it then took a month to get to Lendis on a normal merchant ship, sailing day and night through safer waters. Hmm, Rain scratched at his beard. Vanna, can I have a medium shit map, please? The big one with the shipping lanes? Vanna got to her feet. Rather than shuffling through the papers again, she simply lifted the table beside her by one end and dragged it across the floor, leaving furrows in the dirt. With her levels and the strength rings she was wearing, the heavy piece of furniture gave her very little trouble. We really need a big meeting table in here, she said, as she kicked it into position in front of Fetchton. Tell me about it, Rain said. Vanna rifled through the maps until she found the one Rain had requested, flattening it out on top. Here you go. Thanks, Rain said, taking the first map and laying it over the larger one. The world map was infuriating, given the lack of a scale, and he had serious doubts about the quality of the projection assuming it even was a projection to begin with. It was the best they had at this scale, unfortunately. He sighed, trying not to let it bother him as he took a guess. Okay, so it's maybe 500 leagues between Turkar Mark and Relagia. He looked up, seeing that Amelia and Samson had come over to see as well. Amelia touched two fingers to the world map, tracing between continents. 500 leagues in two weeks is 31 leagues per day. Rain felt his heart melting, but he managed to keep his composure as she traced her fingers along the Badlands next. The Empire ship did 450 leagues in 11 days. It's faster. Mm, 41 leagues per day. Oh, gods. He's infected her, Vanna said. Next she'll be converting to kilometers and telling us the answer to six decimal points. Rain grinned. 
You show me a map worth a damn, and either of us will work it out to as many significant figures as you like. Amelia is right to round. With the errors we're working with, 31 and 41 might as well be the same number. He gave Amelia another smile, then looked back down at the map. Maybe the Empire jacked a gold ship and spray-painted it? Or maybe whatever kind of journey corps they used has the same limit as the bank's. Convergent design or something. There's one way to find out, Amelia said. It's still down there after all. Rain looked up again and grinned at her. Shall we? Reason should have them ready by now. Have what ready? Samson asked. Water-breathing potions, Vanna replied. That's what you get for skipping a council meeting. I was busy stopping the former slaves from murdering their former masters before their trials, Samson counted. On that note, Rain, I gather that you're not going to be standing in judgment this afternoon. Shit, Rain muttered, glancing at his HUD. He'd had a lot on his docket today. But it had all flown out of his mind, with first Fetchton's arrival, then Velika's. I could push that stuff off, but I really shouldn't. Shit, I need to deal with Thrast. And I need to talk to Bacall about borrowing green at some point. Gods damn it. He chewed his lip, then sighed and got to his feet. The fun will have to wait until tomorrow. I need to take care of some stuff, and I don't want anyone going down there alone. Especially not this late in the day. It is the ocean. He looked at Amelia over the table. You'd be fine, of course, but I kind of wanted to go exploring together. I've never walked on the ocean floor before. Amelia smiled. Don't worry, I won't go without you. Vanna cleared her throat loudly, then jerked her head toward Fetchton who looked distinctly uncomfortable with everyone standing around him like this and ignoring him. What are we going to do about him? Rain turned to look down at Fetchton, addressing the Imperial as he thought out loud. Oh, uh, we could say you're an aspirant? No, wait, that's probably a bad idea. Kettle would probably try to pack bond with you or something. Hmm, he scratched at his beard. Okay, we'll say you're a navigator, not a star guide, sorry, and that we hired you to guide us once we've got a ship. You've got some enemies in the city, and we're letting you stay in our camp under guard to protect our investment. Else, it's basically true. That should work well enough, Samson said. Rain smiled, offering Fetchton a hand. Come on, we'll set you up with a meal in a private tent so you can do your homework. Sorry but we can't let you just walk free around the camp. Oh, and don't talk to anyone but us. Like, at all. At least for now. He let go of Fetchton's hand after helping him up. I don't want your accent giving you away. I doubt there's a real chance of anyone recognizing it, but it pays to be safe. We're also going to need a different name for you. Stone might be fine, but it's a bit odd as a first name and I'd rather avoid questions. He placed his hands on his hips, tilting his head. Do you have a nickname? Fetchton looked at Rain blankly, seeming a bit overwhelmed. I do not. <laughs> Lucky you, 
Rain said with exaggerated delight, taking his hands from his hips and spreading them in a mlem-like gesture. Unlike me, you actually get to pick. <laughs>